Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And the sign now says anus. <laughs> Black anus. <laughs> yeah. Best, best thing about the movie. And if you didn't oh. want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible just by breaking down the trailer, the poster, anything we can really get our hands on. And then when the movie comes out, quite like we're doing this week, we go back and look at how close we got to predicting it. So if it wasn't obvious from the title of this episode already, this week we're looking at how well we did with predicting the little things. So... I think it's always important to point out right at the top of the show, if you haven't listened to our original episode, please go back and listen to that first, because we're only going to relate what we said in that original episode to what happened in the movie, so we're not going to necessarily go over the plot of the actual movie beat by beat. So only if we had things that actually happened in the movie are we going to find out certain details. And I think it goes without saying as well, if you haven't seen the movie The Little Things and you really want to, I I don't know why, maybe it's on your list of uh, movies you haven't got to yet, please watch that first because we are going to spoil major plot details from it. Yeah, that's right. And if you're looking at the title of the show and looking at the little things and being like, that was a movie? Yes, yes. it was. Yes. yes, it was. I oh, I don't want to ruin too many of my thoughts straight away, but I kind of regret covering this movie because I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was, to be honest. So you've got three Academy Award winning actors in the lead roles. Yeah. And you've got a script that was in the hands of Spielberg and other huge directors as well that back in the 90s. got passed on by those people, yes, though. Yes, got passed on. Well, Spielberg didn't want to do it because he said it was too dark, if you remember in that original episode. Yes. So, if that was the only reason, maybe that was just an excuse. And that's really enticing, right? It's like, ooh, Spielberg didn't want to do it yeah. because it's too dark. How dark could it be? And the the original, the character of Deke was originally written for Clint Eastwood as well, which I can really see in the role. I can really yeah. imagine that movie. I guess we'll talk about our impressions of the actual movie once we're finished seeing how well well, we did, but I'm sort of seeing like an entirely different movie if this movie did come out in 1993 when the script was written versus what we actually got. And it was a movie that really came and went, sort of came at the arse end of, well, it sort of came right in the middle of COVID, to be honest. And it was only released in cinemas for a couple of weeks. I think I saw it in February 2021 in the cinema. And it was on streaming platforms as well. Let's well, let's get into how well it did. It definitely got buried. It definitely yeah, got buried. It disappeared. Not a lot of, not a lot of promotional. No one really saw it. it. No one really saw it. No one really cared about it. So yeah, it's, it's a movie. Actors. Yeah, it's a movie that's not really in the zeitgeist. In saying that nobody saw this movie, Matty D, how much money do you think this made in the international box office? Right. Well, so, sorry, the worldwide box office. Uh, I, I am famously bad at guessing the yes. budgets of these movies. So I well, want to go- the, the box office, not well, the, the budget. Bo- bo- box office, sorry. I can tell you the budget. Yeah, tell me the budget. So the budget was $30 million. Yeah, okay. Th- that shows. Um, so I'm going to go against my instinct here. Okay. I'm going to say it made- I can't even say this with a straight face. $80 million? No, it did not make $80 million. So, it made $31 million. So, it made a $1 million over its budget. Okay. And it was number one in the box office for two weeks. Well, that's something, but that's a failure. That's- that's still a failure That's financially, a and it did very well on streaming, so I couldn't tell you how much it made on rental on the rental market. I think it was on HBO Max or something like that. I uh, could be mistaken. I don't have it written down in front of me, but it was the number one streamed movie during its release. So it did really well in the cinema, believe it or not, and it did really well in the streaming market, but it didn't do well financially. So like I said, top of the box office for two weeks. That's nothing to sniff at. And I think The Croods 2 came out and took its place in top of the box office. <laughs> what an insult. The Croods 2. Is like everyone's like, I'm seeing The Croods hey, 2. Hey, hey, that's like a, the little thing. That's a huge kids franchise, you know. So there's I a lot guess of families so. going to see The Croods. Yeah, I suppose so. 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, should we get into how well we did with predicting the movie? But before we do, Maddie D, would you care to explain our point system to I would anybody love to, because, who may not be familiar? Because we do a lot of things on the show. We're podcasters, we're you know, charming right. individuals, we're very yeah. influential members of society, but we're also detectives. That's what I like to think yeah. of ourselves as. And what we do is we shift- I'm a real Deke kind of character. Yeah, Maddie D's a real Jimmy Baxter. I'm the other guy, yeah. yeah. And so, what we do is we look- at each of our plots that we've written in the previous episode. Of course, mm-hmm. you know that because you've already listened to the show. And I yep. go through Kieran's plot, he goes through my plot, and like a good detective, we pick apart everything we got right. If we got something that was not in any trailer or any promotional material, we give ourselves two points. Or I give Kieran two points, he gives mm-hmm. me two points. If we pick something that's in the trailer, which there's a lot of that, that that'll give us one point. And yeah. if we got something that was kind of on the right track, right, we, we guess there was a murder, but we didn't guess the... Location. The location or the, or, the, or the murder weapon. Then we give yeah. ourselves half a point. I hope people are following my analogy here. Yeah. And then we calculate all these points and th- that total is, you know, how well we did and we compare them with each other. And we see if we can solve the mystery. Yeah. And if of we course- we solve the, the crime. And of course, if we got something not right, then that's zero points and that sort of speaks for itself. So we can sort of get an idea of how well we did or how poorly we did, especially compared to each other. That's right. And I believe I went first in that original episode. So you did. will you take it away with uh, how well I did? I will, I will. Um, how did you feel about it when you did it? You, were you confident? Meh. You were meh? Meh. Well, in the original episode, I said I was feeling pretty confident. Pretty confident. And I still stand by that. Uh, just for comparison, Matty D said he has no idea what's going to happen yeah, in the movie I whatsoever. And I think that is reflected in his plot. Sh- shut up. I don't like your sass, sir. <laughs> Look at you. I can't wait to talk about it. I can't yes. believe you got two cushions. It's only just realized, like, it just hit me that you've got two cushions here. I feel very understandable. Why are you pointing out <laughs> the <laughs> visual aspect of our recording setup <laughs> that no one could see? We'll just cut that. Anyway, so here's what you got right. So the first thing, before you even started talking about your plot, you said that we were going to focus on the three big characters. When you said characters, you meant the three big actors. That was Leto. That's right. That was, well, I um, did mean the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those big three. And and you said one of them would be the killer. Yes. The rest of the characters in this movie would well, be- Well, I don't think I ever said that any of them would be the killer. I think I started off straight away by saying that this movie will probably be most likely similar to the movie Doubt. Don't worry, you get points for this later on. Yeah. But you did say that, and I, and I would say that technically, you said that the rest of the characters in this movie would be kind of background characters. They're not going to be- Yeah, that's right. Part of the main plot as far as the, you know, killing the murder and whatnot. Yeah. So, that is correct. So, I give you a point because elements of that is in the trailer, but it's more yeah. it's more deserving than one point, so I'll give you one and a half. Okay. Now, when you actually start talking about your plot, you predicted that the movie would start with a cold open, yep. and it would feature Natalie Morales, who is driving at night and is being harassed by an unknown driver. Now, other than getting the actor wrong, Natalie was mm. actually one of the police officers that we That's see. Right, you yeah. saw her in the cast list, and you know, I think you tried to fit her in. So, other than getting the actor wrong, you were pretty much- Right on the money here. It opens with an with a woman. I was very disappointed that she didn't get killed, to be honest. <laughs> otherwise, I would have been dead on the money. Yes, yes. So it did. It did open with a woman. She's in a car. She is the first victim, and pretty much how you describe it is how it happened. Two sets of two points there. Four except for the whole her being killed thing. Her being stabbed to death in the desert. Yeah, she doesn't. Happen. She doesn't get killed. But you mind you, there is somebody else who gets killed later on. Yeah, that's right. They are killed with the same mo. But mind you, in the original script, and this is not me saying I read the original script and cheated. In the original script, the movie does open with what I described exactly. So I actually read the script for this episode just yeah. to clarify a few points, and I was very surprised to see that my opening was the actual opening. And what we see in the actual movie, where the woman is stalked but not killed, 
actually happens about 20 minutes into the script. So they must have had a feeling that you were going to guess this and they were like, we're going to change it just a little bit so Kieran's not right. Well, I think they were just streamlining the movie a little bit. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, well, obviously this character is left alive just so- There's a witness. There's a witness. That's right. right. I think that's what's there. Also, you said that the car would be run off the road and things like that, which does happen in the opening of this movie. Yeah. Anyway, next thing you said is you said that- Deke would be radioed, called into the investigation of the murder. Not quite. No, he's not involved at all, really. No. There's no murder there. Yeah, no, no. He's sort of investigating other things. And so then- he's collecting evidence for a court case, which is yes. why he's in LA and he ends up being dragged into a murder investigation. Yeah, yeah. So he's collecting he's collecting information. He gets sent over to LA, right? That's right. And then because Baxter really likes the cut of his jib, I guess. Yeah. He, he asks- Well, for- he heard that he was a legendary detective mm. and he was just like, well, I'm stuck on this case. Why don't I get in like a fresh pair of eyes? This guy's supposed to be a genius, so maybe he'll see something that I don't. Yeah, and then Deke does and then he gets roped into the case yeah. and then he can't let it go. So Now, know- that's the actual movie. What did I say? What, what so, you- I said he was called into the murder that yeah. we saw in the opening scene, which didn't actually happen. You said you thought the murder was going to happen in Kern County and yeah, that would right. rope Deke into this whole investigation. So, I'll give you yeah. half a point there. You're kind of on the right track, not quite enough to give you a full point. You thought that Deke would have a vendetta for his dead wife. So, the reason he gets really obsessed about these Mm. cases is because secretly he wants to discover the murderer of his wife and that's kind of what drives him. I give you two half points here because- Okay. I was expecting zero points. Here's why. He is on a vendetta of sorts- Yes. For the woman who he, spoilers, accidentally killed. So That's right. He feels guilty. He was, he, you know, in his younger years and what messes him up in the rest well, of the Five years earlier, not his younger years. <laughs> younger. He, he looked younger, I guess. <laughs> but he- It was only know, 1985. He was investigating a, a murder. He accidentally shoots one of the, you know, potential murder victims, killing them. And he is tackling with that guilt, you know- th- throughout the whole of this movie. So, in that respect, he's kind of trying to get some sort of redemption and get some sort of- That's right. So, you're kind of on the right track So, he has this weird way of describing all the victims as being angels, angels who sort of stay with him until the the murder is solved. Mm -hmm. And he has to sort of justify- to the angels that he will solve their murder and give and bring them justice. Yeah. In order for them to have peace. Yeah. And we don't know for most of the movie that he was responsible for killing one of these women That's accidentally. Right. That's right. So I'll give you half a point because there's a there's an element of truth to that. And also you did say the wife was dead She's in alive. actuality, she's alive, but she she's divorced him, and that's okay. a part of his character. Sure. So that sort of element, maybe I'm being generous. I thought I I'd give you half a too generous to be. I honest. thought I'd give you half a point there because that is a part of his whole you know internal struggle as well. At least that's what I got from. Okay, him. so you're saying the loss of his wife, yes. not necessarily through death, is what drives him as well. Okay, I can justify it that way. <laughs> of course, you can. That's such a stretch. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I thought it was worth mentioning. Now, you said that Deke would promise the dead body, that's the dead body we saw at the start of your plot, that he would find the killer. Again, this is not the woman from the opening. No, she's alive and well. Essentially, he gets called in to investigate a case, and that's that's the dead body that he witnesses, and when she gets taken to the uh, the coroner? Coroner? Yeah, that's right. He, he, He has this conversation. This is something we see in the trailer, by the way, as well. Yep. So, I'll give you a point for that. I mean, other than getting the woman wrong, it's right, but it was also in the trailer. You said that Baxter invites Deke to check on a crime scene. One point. This is something we see in the trailer, but it is correct. Mm-hmm. You thought that Baxter would go be visiting Kern at this point. but other- Kern County, yeah. Yeah, Kern County. But it's the other way around, as we just said, or as I just said. Yes, um, that's right. Deke gets sent over to So, we LA. thought because this had the same MO as uh, one of the LA murders, that he would be brought in as an LA detective all the way to Kern County. Mm-hmm. 
to sort of gather evidence. You thought the same thing, to be honest. Yes, yes. So, your plot was Deke finds body, Baxter gets called in, they work together to solve the case. Which I don't think is something that happens in real life. I think it becomes a different matter. I think, like, the local police would investigate it, and then if it's connected to this other crime, they would just share information with each other. And again, what happened in the movie was... I'm not a policeman, so I don't actually know. (laughs) Who knows? Deke had to go to LA to collect some evidence. That's right. Inconsequential, you know, to to the crime, and then gets pulled in by Baxter and then gets involved in this crime in LA. That's That's right. So, not quite what you thought. Now, you said that Deke was demoted after getting in- too involved in a case. I give you one point. That was very much said throughout the trailer. Yes, we knew that's that right. going in. You said that Jimmy believes Deke's interested in a past case that will be useful to his current case. That is a point. They thought it might have been the same killer. That's right. Et cetera, et cetera. So, one point, because that is something we saw in the trailer and the promotional material. I guess so. Yeah, I think we saw that bar scene in the trailer. You said that Jimmy does a press conference where he promises that him and his team are doing everything they can to find the killer. One point that is in the trailer. You said that uh, another killing would occur in an apartment. One point, this is something we see in the trailer. I just want to say that that is the first killing we witness. That's right. That Dick gets called in, but you are right. It is in the trailer. We don't witness the killing. It's the first investigation we witness. Yeah, no, no, no. But we see that scene in the trailer. And then you said Jimmy would invite Deke to this to this crime scene to help him out. One point, we see this in the trailer that yep. does happen. And you said that Deke would notice things that Jimmy doesn't. One point, something we see in the trailer, but that does happen. What do we see in the trailer that relates to that? Someone says something about him noticing things. And also you see him like looking at things in the in the crime scene. I guess I don't remember that aspect, but I trust you. Why do you think you deserve two points? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was because uh, I thought somebody said something. I in think the I gave you two points for the same point, to no, be honest. I'll, g- I'll give you an extra point. Why not? Why not? Because I thought there was somebody Somebody in the trailer says something like, oh, he, he has a different way of looking at it. I actually gave you a point and a half for the same point. There you go. Well, I'll give you a point and a half then. Let's okay. be fair. <laughs> Let's be fair. So I've got an extra half point on top of my score. Yay. All right. You said that Deke and Jimmy would go to a bar to discuss the case further. Mm -hmm. One point that does happen. We see it in the trailer again. They discuss that the killer is going to be an avid driver. One point that is the case. We hear it in the trailer. That's right. Uh, They say that the killer is like a shark that roams around and can't stop. You said that the body wouldn't be moved, which is incorrect. The big part of this plot in the actual movie is that the body was moved in that sort of. That's right. In the apartment. Yeah. Yeah, That clued people on to what was happening. Uh, It was a huge plot point. You also said the bodies would be, or the ki- like, the the victims would have been raped. The opposite is the case. The killer gets mm. a sexual gratification, or at least our cops believe this, a sexual gratification out of just killing. That's so right. Nothing other than the murder happens to these to these poor victims. You said that uh, his name was Sparma, right? In yeah, Albert Sparma. Yeah, who was Jared Leto's character. You said that Sparma would have. By a- the way, I forgot. For most of the movie, because he's not introduced until about 25 minutes Halfway in the movie. Through. I forgot that uh, Jared Leto was in the movie. And so, <laughs> to the point where they introduce him, he's sort of his face sort of peeks out from behind a curtain. I started laughing because he looks exactly like he did in Morbius. And so yeah, like, it, was, it was. Oh, Dr. Michael Morbius is peeking out. It was Morbius, curtain. but with a fat suit, right? That's right. He had like a, a pillow stuffed down his Walking shirt. Walking like Mary Poppins as Walking well. Like he had like shit his pants. <laughs> he's a method actor, Kieran. Maybe he did shit he his pants. He probably did. It's in line with the, the performance. <laughs> he was refusing to go to the bathroom like in Morbius. <laughs> yes. So he shut his pants yeah. in little things. And just walk like waddled around the street everywhere. I love this guy is like so famous for being like a real method actor, a real artist, and he does movies like this and like Blade Runner, and you completely forget that he's in them. Yes, that's like, right. Oh, was he in this movie? The Suicide Squad where he was barely in it and sued the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so in this part of your plot, you you introduce Sparma and you say that he has a history of beating women. Now, I'm I'm happy if you want to fight me on this, but 
the movie didn't address this. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure the movie said the opposite that he yeah he, he had a clean he record had, uh, had a clean record aside from admitting to a, a murder that he didn't actually commit. Mm-hmm. But where you were right was that Spalmer fits the description that Deke has for the killer, including the killer having two cars. I give you two points for that. Oh, thank you. You said that Sparma confronts Deke while Deke is looking at his car and there'll be a creepy encounter where he'll ask about the trunk space or Deke will ask about the trunk space, implying that he knows that Deke is investigating him. One point, we see this in the trailer. Uh, Deke follows Sparma around. One point, this is stuff we all see in the trailer as well. The trailer was very generous with a lot of this. Yes. Sparma confronts Deke while they're in the car. It's that scene in the trailer where he pulls up next to him and, you know, Taunts him essentially. Trunk space. Ah, ah, One point. Well, I did say in that original episode that all the information we need to solve the whole mystery is in the trailer. You're right. And I was right. You're right. You said that Sparma is connected to the killer in some way, uh, and that's sort of the case. What what do you mean? So I think you said that he's connected to the to the first killings in some way, like he's connected, which is the case. Like he was the repairman, I believe. Oh, yes, okay, and, I see what you mean. The reason you said so he's that- connected to the victims, you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Not and the, the killings, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And you said the reason is that the reason that is is because he's called into questioning, he's called into being interrogated, which is the okay. case in the movie. Now, in the movie, he's like a prime suspect. That's why he gets called in. But yeah. I guess you kind of thought he was kind of related. That's how he's introduced to the movie. He's this guy that's kind of related to the, you know, the- the, the victims, he gets called okay, in question, and that's where he becomes part of, like, on Deke's radar. And also, in my plot, he was considered a, you know, a, a suspect, like a, a yes. viable suspect because of his history with beating women. Yes, that's right. Uh, and he is brought into questioning. This is stuff yeah. we see in the in the trailer as well, that um, Heath Ledger Joker-esque <laughs> interrogation yes. scene. Sparma knows well, a lot- I don't remember Heath Ledger's Joker getting an erection and Batman grabbing it and being like, what have I got here? <laughs> Don't remember that in the movie. It happened. Did it? Yeah. Oh wow. Missed that completely. Now you said that Sparma would know a lot about the case, but have no but they have no evidence to convict him on anything. And uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to give you two points for that because that is the case. Yeah. So, yeah. I was okay. I was umming and ahhing about that, but I think yeah, two points is is pretty much accurate to what happened there. You thought that Deke's sister would give him a pep talk. Mm. Uh, actually, it's a work colleague Called that gives him, the, gives him the- Well, pep not talk. really a colleague, a former colleague. This, Yes. So, she colleague. works as the coroner. That's right. Flow, that is. This is something you extrapolated from the trailer. There's that scene in the diner where a woman is talking to him saying, you know, you That's know right. don't give up. Well, cetera, we didn't know it was a diner in the, uh, in the trailer. No. We're just sitting in front of a curtain at a table. So. Yes, yes. Um, so, that does happen, but it is the sister- and no, it's not his sister. Sorry, it's not the sister. You thought it was the sister. It's his. It's the. It's the coroner. Yes. Um. And it has nothing to do with the dead wife, which is what you thought it was going to be. That's about, right. But it, it's close enough. It's about you know his case and his obsessiveness, which we see. And she indicates in early trial. on that he was responsible for killing one of the victims because mm-hmm. she has the bullet that she removed from the body around her neck on a chain. Mm-hmm. Except we don't know within the context of the movie. We don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, we don't know that. Or Joe. why we should care that this is going on. <laughs> Exactly. That's a big, big thing. Why we should care. Anyway. It's one of the big things about the little things. Yes. You said that Jimmy would become obsessed with the case and starts watching home videos. He does. Yep. Becomes very obsessed. I don't think not to the extent that both you and I thought. We thought that he would become like, almost like Deke becomes like, he just like sits day and night just watching movies, you know, and going over the case. But he does become obsessed. He becomes obsessed over this one particular missing girl, Rhonda. Mm. Who we never know what happens to Rhonda. We no. can see her run down a, like a street and a car follows her. She's declared missing, but we don't even know if she's been murdered or not. Yeah, it, it she could never, be in someone's basement for all we know. Yeah, still it, alive. It never, never addresses that mystery. And it's never resolved either. Never resolved. 
Well, in Jimmy's mind, it's resolved, but we can talk about that a little mm. later. Uh, you said he never tells Deke that he's become obsessed, but Deke recognises it because it's happened to him before, which is true. Mm-hmm. You said that Deke thinks the killer is the same person who killed his wife. True. Or does he? True in the sense that- Well, he- Deke's wife wasn't killed, yes, first of all. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but he thinks it's the same serial killer who he was investigating that's right. five years earlier. That's right. So, true in that sense is why I give you half a point for that. Okay. You said that they go to Albert's house, that's Albert Sparmer's house, um, and beat him up to get a confession out of him because they think he's the killer. They go, mm-hmm. we're going to go beat him up, and he's going to confess to the killings. Not quite the case. What they do is they get him out of the house, sneak into his house to that's find right. something to incriminate him. So, you're, I give you half and a in point. in a way, they do beat him up. Yes. So, I give you half a point for that because they do yeah. break into his house. That's right. And also give you another half a point because- during the interrogation scene, Deke loses his cool and beats him up in the interrogation room. So together, that yeah. makes one well, point. Well, sort of jostles you. him. Yes. He doesn't really bring violence to him. Aside from his erection, he does give that a bit of a manhandle. <laughs> then it almost becomes a completely different movie. Mm. I mean, I still count it because, you know, he loses his cool, snaps at him and tries to get him to confess. Yeah. So close enough for me. Okay, so here's where your plot really picks up as well, like when it, okay. when it comes to connecting with the movie. Wish I could say the same for the movie. At, at this stage, you're kind of getting things in the trailer, not 100%, but you're yeah. calling things, you're getting half a point, so you're getting one point. But here's yeah. where things look really good for you. So you said that Jimmy in this scene, now in, bear in mind, in your plot, this is happening in uh, Albert's apartment where they're beating him up for a confession. Yeah, that's right. In the movie, this happens later on where they go to the desert where uh, Sparmer is telling Jimmy to dig for the missing dig up bodies. Potential bodies. Yeah. Says he's going to confess. He's going to show them the bodies. But you know, we, that goes into a very, very different direction. But what you say is in the apartment, uh, Jimmy would accidentally kill Albert mm-hmm. uh, in a fit of rage. Yep. That's exactly Which what is happens. Exactly in the movie. what happens, and the two, being him and Deke, would go and bury the body to cover the evidence, mm-hmm. as well as the evidence in in Sparmer's house, which they do burn. To yeah, that's pro- right. All to protect themselves. Now, the context of this is slightly wrong. Albert takes Jimmy to the spot where they buried the bodies, as I said, and and him taunting Jimmy leads Jimmy to snap and kill him, and then Deke comes later on and realizes what's happened, and then that's covers right, it all yeah. up. But I give you, you know, two points because this did happen in different contexts, but it did happen. Yep. And then I give you two points because they try to bury the evidence and burn the evidence, which you didn't say burn, but pretty much the same to me. So you get yeah, four points. They for did that. bury some of it. Yeah, they did. They did. You said that Jimmy starts freaking out and Deke consoles him and says that it's we gotta look after it. We gotta like take care of the little details. That's how we'll never get caught. And he addresses yep. that as the little things. I give you two points of that because this speech- That's exactly what exactly, happens. Exactly happens. And, and a version of this also happens early on where he says, the, it's the little things that get you caught. It's the little things that yeah, that's trip right. you up. Something he says later on, which is what you drew from, because I think that was in the trailer, but it does happen at the end of this movie as well. Yeah, that's right. Exactly in the right context. Look at me go. Look at you go. You thought that it would be revealed that Deke killed his wife. Now. Mm. No, he did not. That's his an wife is not point. dead. But he did kill the the victim, one of the victims, yeah, and covered it up. Which, if we replace that, you know, with um, if we replace that with his dead wife, you're pretty much right. And he did cover that up so that no one ever found out about it. So yep. I think that's very, very close. So right motivation, wrong person. So I give you half a point for that. Fair enough. Yep. And and you also said that he tried to frame the killer for his wife's death. Didn't frame the killer. Fra- well, yeah, he did frame the, the, did frame the, the killer, killer for the for the woman for the late. I hope people are following me when I'm yes. saying this. This random girl, he framed the killer for her death That's when right. it was his. 
That's right. It was his own accidental murder. Mm -hmm. Manslaughter, I'll say. Yep. And then he made the coroner cover it up and say that it was death by stabbing wounds. Yes. When it was death by being shot by Accidental gunshot wound, yep. Which is right. Which is surprisingly right. And you said that the movie would end with the audience not knowing if Albert was the killer or Mm -hmm. not. Two points. There we go. Uh, Calculating all that up using my investigation, my detective skills. Plus the additional half a point. Plus the additional half a point in my detective notebook. I give you 35 and a half points. Wow, there we go. Yeah, not too shabby. Not the best I've ever done, but not too shabby. You know, to your credit, the middle was kind of like, eh, but you called the ending. Yeah, that's right. Out of the two of us, yeah, I did it. I did it. I I actually sort of knew, just judging from the trailer, I'm like, it's going to be this sort of movie, isn't it? And yeah, I was right. My hunch was right. There we go. Just goes to show how I've developed as a predictor. But how did Matty D do? How did Matty D compare? How did Matty D do? Compared to what we just heard then. So you said that the movie will start with a cold open. I actually gave you two points for that because how would we know that it wouldn't start with a cold open? And it very much does start with a cold open. We know nothing going into this movie whatsoever. Because I gave you two points for the same thing. Well, there you go. It's justified in the end. You said that a woman would be wandering around her house in the dark and a mysterious stranger is in the house with her and the woman starts boiling a kettle, doing other mundane things and the killer starts to strangle her. The woman would break free and run to her front door, open it up and is shot before she can leave. Now, we don't see anything like that happen in the movie, but I am going to give you half a point overall for that assessment because a woman does turn up dead in an apartment towards the start of the movie you could extrapolate what you said into kind of what we saw. We don't see the murder take place, though the circumstances of her murder are, are similar enough to what you said for me to give you half oh, a that's point. that's nice. That's so, nice. basically, apartment dead woman is the only thing that gives you half right. a point and there. that's that's something we saw in the trailer. I guess no, I thought- No, we didn't. We didn't see it in the trailer. We saw the apartment in the we trailer. We saw the apartment in the trailer. Which is we what- didn't know there was a dead woman in it. No, which is what I thought, where, where I got that from. Maybe I thought the killer was actually the Riddler. Maybe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the start of the Batman. Well, you were closer with the Batman than the the killer in this movie. But, but you said that we'd be then introduced to Deke, who works in the countryside. Gave you a point for that, because we knew that about the character already. You said that Deke is laid back and finds his work boring and has a little bobblehead in his patrol car. <laughs> now, in the actual movie, Deke is miserable and obsessive and has no quirks to him at all. No There's personality? No real personality. No, nothing about him beyond just being a miserable old sod we won't who's hold- haunted by angels. Yeah, we won't hold that against him, though, because nobody has a personality in this movie. No, not really. No quirks. No character has anything about them that makes... like. I mean, they have like a, an attempted funny line here or there, but there's nothing to the degree of what you're describing. No. You're describing Tom from Sonic, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You said that Deke gets a call about a gunshot and drives to the location of the murder that we saw at the start of the movie. Now, there's no murder in Kern County, as we've already discussed with my plot, and Deke initially isn't involved at all, so I didn't give you any points. Don't worry, you'll get points for his involvement Well, that's fair. Later I mean, we, on. we both thought the same thing. That's right. That's how they, Silly us! That's how they sold it in the trailer. Yeah. You said that Deke finds the door to the house has been left open and goes inside to investigate further. Doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> you said that Deke comes across the murdered woman, and the killer has moved her body away from the front door. So, in your plot, she was shot as she was trying to leave, as I explain, and then falls dead on the doormat, presumably... And then when he goes and sees that the front door is open, very careless killer leaving the front door open but moving the body, he finds that the body's been moved. Interestingly enough, I gave you half a point for that because the killer, as we've discussed, the killer does move one of the bodies, but ironically, he moves it to the front door. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what you said. So he moves the body because he has a he has access to a room that has a view of the room where the killing yeah, took place. Yeah, he can see the doorway from the space across the street, yeah, and, basically. And he's set the body he sat the body up so he can view it from his room. That's right. The room that he has. Presumably to fiddle with himself yeah. while watching, you know, safely. So that body was there for days and he was just watching it for days until, you know, they found it. 
which is kind of weird. I didn't quite understand that at first, but it makes sense when you know when you think about it. You said that Deke notices that the house is full of things, little things that don't make sense, but you didn't elaborate on what those were exactly. So doesn't really happen, right? So he found stuff that didn't make sense. I guess he found a copy of your little things plot in there, <laughs> just written on a piece of paper. Now, I actually gave you a point and a half for that because Deke and Jimmy noticed that there's fresh milk in the fridge as well as beer that the murder victim obviously didn't put there and none of the other people who work in the building or live in the building had access to. Mm. So, Deke realises, hang on, the killer's been here and he's put stuff in the fridge. And she ate meat, Karen. And she's a vegetarian. She's a strict vegetarian. And Deke also notices, for that matter, he notices that um, the killer would have entered through the window that they entered through, so therefore they, they ruined any chance of getting any evidence from the window, you know, clear prints of the killer as well. He said that Deke takes his time staring at the body before calling in the murder. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> They're just all like, what are you doing, Deke? <laughs> you said that the killer leaves a shard of mirror behind as a calling card at all of these crime scenes. The killer doesn't really have a calling card beyond just biting the victims, to be honest, and not raping them. Is mm. that really much of a calling card? I yeah. guess not. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Red Dragon killer. <laughs> yeah, in your plot, not in the actual movie. You said that for some reason, LA detective Jimmy Baxter and the forensic team shows up in a county hours away from their jurisdiction. <laughs> I can't really make fun of you too much for that because I said the same thing. I don't know how these things work. Yeah, obviously not. Neither did I. You said that Jimmy investigates the murder scene and we see that he is a pro. I gave you a point for that because we do see that in the apartment scene. He's the Wonder Boy, right? That's right. You said that outside a female police officer tells Deke that Jimmy is the best in his field and rose through the ranks quickly. I gave you half a point for that because it's actually Deke's former boss who tells him that. And there's no indication that he rose through the ranks particularly quickly, aside from the fact that he's young-ish. He said that Deke and Jimmy talk outside of the house, and Jimmy believes that this is the work of a serial killer that is yet to be caught. So, Deke isn't even aware that there is a serial killer at this point in your plot, where in the movie, he is. I gave you a point for that because Jimmy does think that, but if the serial killer had been caught, then it probably would have been him. Because you said, it's the work of a serial killer that hasn't been caught yet. As opposed to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> you said that Jimmy has been investigating the serial killer for a while and is the head of his department in LA. I gave you a point for that. Basically true, but we knew that already. Mm-hmm. You said that they take the body back to the station and Deke talks to the dead body in the autopsy room. Gave you a point for that. We saw that in the trailer. You said that Deke shows that he has sharp instincts when talking to the body. Uh, the movie more so shows that Deke is haunted by the deaths of the women the serial killer has taken for reasons we'll find out later in the movie, as we've already discussed, rather than on what you said. So he's not sort of picking things up and he's not having any sort of insights that we don't know. He's just saying, look, you should have followed your instincts. You shouldn't have left the house when you did. Um, Which is really mean. And it does really set him up to almost- Well, she's dead. She doesn't mind. Yeah. Well, it, I watched that again and I was like, oh, they're really, they're really suggesting he might be the killer. That's right. And it was interesting as well because the trailer had that scene or That's that right. scene in it. In the actual movie- which is why we both initially thought mm. Deke was the killer. Mm. I it, think the movie is trying to make you think. Well, in a way, he is a killer, but he's not the serial yeah, killer. Yeah, but, but that, in that scene, you know, in the movie, the coroner actually comes up behind him and witnesses the conversation or sees him there. In the trailer, right. they've edited that out so the coroner isn't there. So, it's just Deke talking to the dead body, which I thought was interesting. That's it right. makes him seem more guilty than what he was. That's right, yeah. You said that Jimmy appears and tells Deke that he's no longer needed and he can return to Kern County. I actually gave you half a point for that because, again, the captain of the department tells Deke that and Jimmy actually wants Deke to stick around and help him out. So, the opposite is true. So, you said that Jimmy tells Deke that he's heard about Deke and he used to work for the LAPD years ago and doesn't have the best reputation. I gave you a point for that because it was in the trailer. You said that Deke worked in the department 15 years ago. In the actual movie, it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. You said that Deke tells Jimmy that they're missing something in the evidence, and this piques Jimmy's interest. I gave you a point for this because Deke does believe that, but more so, Deke believes that the serial killer he was chasing five years ago is the same one Jimmy is after, because they have the same MO. 
You said that Deke and Jimmy go to a bar and Deke describes what the killer looks like and what his motivations are and that he owns two cars. Gave you a point for that because again, we saw it in the trailer. You said that Jimmy says that he respects Deke but wants him to back off and leave him to solve the case on his own. The opposite is true in the actual movie. You had this whole running thing where Jimmy just doesn't want Deke around Mm. in your movie. I don't know, you know, like the, the conflict... But I guess the movie went in a different direction. That's right. You said that Jimmy and Deke did not have a working relationship in this movie at all. How far from the truth you could be. But I, I, I have a different twist in mind, so that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, which going Jimmy in that isn't involved with, so <laughs> we'll get to it. You said that it's revealed through the movie that Deke got too involved with his work, which ruined his relationship with his family and his department, forcing him to leave. Uh, I gave you two points for that. Yeah, that's, that's two true. points worthy. Also, he shot a survivor of a serial killer by accident, <laughs> which you didn't predict. You you said that Deke has had a divorce and his wife is still alive. Two points. That's exactly right. You said that like in Red Dragon, Deke inhabits the mindset of the killer. That's not true. He just wants to bring justice to the victims. Yeah, not not quite. And to atone for the mistakes he made himself. So he's not a real Will Graham in this circumstance. You said that Jimmy has a press conference where he assures the public that he'll catch the serial killer, but there's a lot of mounting pressure and criticism being put on him. Gave you a point for that because that was all in the trailer. You said that Deke watches the press conference from your favourite location in a diner, and Flo, who is a waitress in your plot, tells him that he has become a bitter man. I gave you half a point for that because Flo is not a waitress, <laughs> but they have a similar enough conversation in hey, the diner. Hey, waitress, sit down. I want to talk about this murder case with you. Yeah. Well, you said that she is friends with him, yep. even though he's in LA. He's in LA, yep. Makes no <laughs> I guess sense. it was a diner in Kern County in your plot. Maybe. That would make more sense. Maybe she's also moved to LA. She's like, hey, I'm working at this new diner now. Yeah. Oh, come and check it out. So you said that while back on patrol in Kern County, Deke comes across a car that seems like the hypothetical one he described. Gave you half a point for that because in the actual movie, Deke is investigating a hunch and it's quite a hunch and he notices a repair shop employee has two cars like the one he described. Yeah, and what linked them, and you helped me out with this because you told me. Uh, I yes. was like texting you being like, how did how did you figure this out? Like the killer used the repair cables. That's right, to tie up the victims. And then that- The Deke sees that in the repair shop. Yeah. And he sees that the repair shop was scheduled to go and repair the fridge of the murdered victim of the woman in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So he's like, ah, oh, here's two things that link together. So yep. that means that there's a high chance that one of these employees- is the killer. And he's hunched that they had two cars. He goes to all of their addresses. We don't really see this in the movie, but he goes from like to the most likely suspects' addresses, so the ones that live closest to the murder victim's house, and he sees that good old Albert Sparmer has two cars like he's described, so he's like, that's it, that's our man. And then, of course, Sparmer being creepy sort of puts the nail in the coffin in in the sense that now he's- Jared Leto being creepy. he's, He's the killer. That's right. So, you said that Deke snoops around the car with a torch and Albert Sparmer comes out and confronts him. Gave you a point for that. Of course, we see that in the trailer. You said that Sparmer will come across as creepy and sus. I gave you a point for that because, oh boy, is that the case. But that is really obvious from the trailer and it's really obvious when you cast Jared Leto in a role like this. He doesn't do subtle. You said that's, yeah, and that's a major issue I have with this movie, but we'll get, again, we'll get to that later. You said that Sparmer will ask Deke what he's doing, and Deke tells Sparmer that he's investigating the unnamed woman's murder. She doesn't have a name in your plot. Don't think she really has a name in the movie that we remember. Uh, You said that Sparmer goes on to reveal details about the murder that he shouldn't know. Now, that doesn't really happen in the movie, but I still gave you half a point because it doesn't happen in that scene, but Sparmer does lead Deke to a location to one of the other murder victims later on in the movie. And it could be a coincidence, but there's a very slim chance that it isn't a coincidence. And, and he does he does sort of say things in the interrogation room, not too much, but like enough to be like, you know more than, you know, it's you said, should know. It's said that he obsesses over these crimes. Like he says he's a real crime buff. So he obviously reads and collects news stories about the serial killing, which gives him a lot of information that the average person on the street wouldn't have. 
but he still knows like the mile marker on the highway where a woman's body was found. He leads Deke there on purpose. It can be presumed. We don't know if that's the truth, but Deke presumes that he led him to this specific spot on purpose. But I think personally, it's more so the fact that Sparma knew an ideal location to drive underneath the highway to lose Deke or just to taunt Deke. It was just a coincidence that it happened to be the same place. Well, you never know. It's something that you need to make up your mind as an audience. Yeah, it's if you believe he's the killer or not. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. You said that Sparma flees from Deke on foot and we have a a wonderful chase scene. Nothing like that happens in the movie, to the movie's detriment. You said that Sparma (laughs) is arrested and brought in for questioning. Gave you a point for that because we saw that in the trailer. You said that during the interrogation, Sparma acts creepy and mocks the police. Gave you a point for that. It's the truth. It was in the trailer. You said that Sparmer knows all the details of the murder, but was located 10 miles away from the scene of the crime when it happened, and there is CCTV footage of him <laughs> working at a convenience store at the time of the murder. I said the exact same thing. You didn't even bring it up. Oh, no. When you were talking about my plot. So, this is something that was in the trailer, but it's a falsification of the knowledge that we have from the trailer. So, Sparmer doesn't have all the details, like I said, and he worked around the corner from the murder victim's apartment. But eight years earlier, Sparma confessed to a murder and was located 10 miles away when it took place. But in the trailer, it made it look like currently he was 10 miles away from the murder when it took place. Right. When it's not actually the case in the movie. So, we, we were misled. That's right. You said that Deke confronts Sparma physically and punches the wall. Gave you a point for that. Something we saw in the trailer. You said that Jimmy pops in and tells Deke to back off once again. Doesn't happen. You said that Deke and Jimmy talk about why they want to catch the killer, what their personal motivations are. And Deke says that it's personal. Gave you a point for that. That's uh, basically the case. Thanks. He said that Sparma is released from custody and Deke follows him in his car. Gave you a point for that. We see that in the trailer. You said that Sparma notices he's being followed and taunts Deke by asking him, how's the trunk space? Gave you a point for that, again, directly from the trailer. The way you said it in the original episode too, I like because it makes it sound like a, a, a come on. <laughs> so, you didn't indicate that Deke had said the same thing yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to Sparma earlier in the movie. So, this sort of came out of the blue in your yeah. plot. And like I said, making it sound like you're saying, you've got a big ass. <laughs> He said that Deke becomes obsessed with the case and investigates it in his own time. Oh boy, does he ever. He takes holiday time just to investigate this case. So I gave you two points for that. We didn't know that going into the movie. He said that Deke is suspended from duty but keeps pursuing the killer regardless. No, that's not the case, as I just explained. He said that Jimmy starts to receive photos of his own family in the mail. Originally, he said he was on his iPad, not realizing that iPads or the internet weren't invented at this stage. So he receives the photos in the mail. No, nothing like that happens. Yeah, I think I remember in the trailer he's watching like one of the home videos or something. Not of his own family. No. Actually, in the trailer, there is a moment where he's looking at a photograph of his family, but I think it's framed. Yeah. But he didn't receive it in the mail. No, I don't deserve points for that. I'm just just saying why I thought that. Yeah, I'm just trying to tie what you thought you saw in the trailer to the movie. You said that Jimmy starts acting erratically and we see that he's becoming like Deke. I gave you two points for that. That's pretty much exactly what we see in the movie. You said that the killer sends Deke on a wild goose chase, sending him to a series of familiar locations and he starts to get worried for some reason. Nothing like that happens in the movie. Well, if you say familiar locations to areas where he's digging up the body. (laughs) Well, that's not Deke. No, true. (laughs) You said that Sparma is the character that mentioned it's the little things and this phrase was written on the wall at one of the crime scenes. That's not the case at all in the movie. No. You said that Deke monologues about the little things to Jimmy. Gave you a point for that, but you didn't quite understand the context of the scene. You just sort of said, oh, the little things keeps popping up here. He mentions the little things that ties him here and there. Not realizing the, yeah, like I said, the true weight of what Deke was actually talking about in the movie, which is the thing that gave it away for me. No need to brag. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's how I worked it out. You said that Deke is sent a coded letter with coordinates in it, leading him to the middle of the desert. It's not the case at all. You said that Jimmy gets an anonymous call, leading him to the same location. That doesn't happen. 
You said that Jimmy finds Deke in the middle of the desert digging holes and he points a gun at Deke, demanding to know what's going on. Doesn't happen at all in the movie. No. You said that Deke explains that the answers to who the killer is lies underneath where they're standing. I actually gave you half a point for that, even though that never happens in the movie. Uh, You're so far from the actual movie at this point, but I thought I'd give you a pity point since Jimmy starts digging the holes thinking that he'll find the missing woman, Rhonda, you know, underground. I mean, that's, like, it's, it's kind of close. It's very loose, very loosely. So it's dig, dig. So it's Deke doing all of the digging in, in your plot. Yes. And in the actual movie, Deke isn't even there. You said that Deke reveals that the holes are actually graves of victims that were never found, and Jimmy is horrified. Nope, we never find anything out in the desert. No. You said that one of the bodies has a gun with it, and back at the station they discovered that it's the same gun that used to kill the woman at the start of the movie. Ooh, everything's coming together now, of course. <laughs> Doesn't happen in in the actual movie. <laughs> this is a completely different movie at this yes. point. You said it's revealed that the gun belonged to Deke and he is arrested while Sparma waves at him. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Deke. See you later. Of course, that doesn't happen in the movie. I like to imagine he's like outside the police station where this whole thing's going down with like his hands pressing against yeah. the glass. Being yes. like, is it happening? Is it happening? So this is the last time we see Sparma in your plot. So Sparma sort of, you know, is free to live another day in your movie. Mm-hmm. You said that when Deke is put into the paddy wagon, the driver is a policeman played by Jason James Richter from Free Willy. (laughs) Let's call him Williams because that's what he's actually called in the movie. Mm -hmm. So Jason James Richter is in the movie, but he's only in one unrelated scene. Right. So he's another detective, I believe, in the apartment scene or maybe... No, he's at the police station and that's the only time we see him. (laughs) So he's not this random police officer that appears in your movie. So... Yes, they weren't we- free Willy fans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. not. Not like James Cameron, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've seen Avatar The Way of Water, you'll understand that reference. So, this is your big twist. This is the big finale of your movie. Yes. You said that the bodies in the desert that Deke dug up were all killed by Deke himself, and but they're all bad people. None of them are good people. They're all bad people. And I one- said I wasn't confident, okay? And one of these people was Sparma's girlfriend, who was a notorious drug dealer. <laughs> so, Williams, that's the... Jason James Richter character. William's father was also killed by Deke, but he too was a bad man. (laughs) So Sparma and Williams teamed up to frame Deke for all of their murders, as well as exposing him for the real murders he committed. So they took turns murdering people (laughs) in order to give each other an alibi. Whoa. So the thing that falls apart about that straight away- No, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't don't think about it. Didn't even consider in that original episode. They didn't need to kill anybody. They could have just led Deke to that location and, and you know, and and exposed him in front of Jimmy. That's all they needed to do. Or, or just say, hey, Jimmy, go dig up the bodies here. You'll find a gun with Deke's fingerprints on it. Yes. Well, that's all they need. They didn't need to go out and murder a whole bunch of women. Here's the thing, Kieran. Here's the thing. In my plot, the murderers, both of them, yeah. were didn't think things through. Um, Sounds like were, someone else. Were, were poorly organized and yes. and uh, didn't pay attention to the trailer. <laughs> okay, so you said that the movie ends with William saying, "So he's driving quite like the end of your Joker plot." So he's driving the police car with Deke in the back, and you know, Deke's like, "Do you mind if we listen to a little bit of music?" <laughs> no, you said that William says to Deke, "We aren't our jobs." Our intentions are made up of the little things we do every day. Now, that line does not appear in the movie at all. Wow, that, what, how it poetic a very, It was me. a very poetic ending to your plot, <laughs> but it doesn't happen in the movie at all. So you kind of like it better, to be honest. You haven't received any points for a while, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I, I've noticed. I've that noticed. was everything you said. You weren't confident at all going into that original episode. I'm very impressed with how well you actually did compared to how far you were from the movie. So with all of that in mind, how well do you think you did? I don't think I did as well as you. So I'm going to guess I'm lucky to get 
25 and under, I think that's where I'm sitting. Not giving yourself enough credit. You got 32.5 points. Okay. So right. we're real neck and neck we're here. We're really neck and neck. Okay, So I think you got a lot of elements of the movie that I just didn't get at all. A lot of stuff that you were correct on was a lot of stuff that I didn't get correct. I mean, I got the ending, but I didn't get much else. Uh, you got the middle, didn't get much else. So yeah. I guess that's why we're neck and neck. I think you knew what kind of movie this was going to be. Yes. So you got the time. I indicated the that in that original episode as well. For me, I kind of thought this movie was going to kind of be like Seven, like Red Dragon. Zodiac. Like Zodiac. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. Which Obviously it, not enough like Zodiac. It was, no. Well, yeah. But it wasn't that movie at all. The movie that I thought it was going to be. Yes, that's like, right. that style. We should it? really... Let's talk about it right now. So, now that we've solved the crime that is the plot of the little things, let's talk about the actual crime itself, the movie itself. So, Manny D, what are your thoughts on the movie, The Little Things? Keeping in mind that we already know from the best and worst of 2021 episode that we did that you called this the worst movie of 2021. Mm. And now we get to explore why. Yeah. So, I guess what I have to say firstly is like, I'm real. I, I was really impressed. Like, really impressed. Oh, yeah? That... We went, through, we went through the this entire episode yeah. without calling him Dick instead of Dick. I think that's that's oh, commendable. Yeah. Or, or Duke. Or Duke. Yes. Now, what I thought about the movie, I did say this was the worst movie I saw that year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much holds up. It uh, wasn't okay. as bad experience watching it the second time. I can kind of appreciate wow. little bits and pieces. But, man, this is a bad movie. Yes. I'm going to just say, in all fairness... I don't think this is my style of movie. There was a period in my life that I was really into these kind of movies because they were out all the time. Like in the the early watching good versions. Yeah, in the early two thousands and the late nineties, these movies were everywhere, and it's and it's very fitting because this movie did feel like it was from the nineties, and I know that's when it was written, and very much feels like that. And I felt I feel like I watched so many of those movies that I kind of got satisfied with this style, this genre. Sure. And, I'm and it's like, something they don't really do anymore either. I don't really need any more of this. So when I watched this movie, there was nothing for me. So if you still like this kind of movie, if you're somebody who got a lot out of it, great for you. It's not my style of movie to begin with. Outside of that, I just thought this movie was really boring. It really dragged on. I thought the actors were phoning it in. It just mm. went on and on and on and on and on. It was two hours. It was over two hours. Yeah, two hours, just, ten minutes. It was just such a. It was such a bore. I, I found it really. What hard. about it made it boring? Uh, that nothing happened. Uh, well, conversations are happening. Yeah, but they're not interesting. Yeah. Nobody's interesting <laughs> in this movie. No one's interesting. I want to know, really, like on a psychological level, what was it about this movie that just didn't work, in your opinion? Like, aside from the fact that you're just saying it's boring. But what about it made it boring? I think this movie has been done better. And I think- Sure. I, 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 try, to, I try to think about it like, okay, what, what did better movies do- That this movie didn't that do. That this movie didn't do. And I think I come back to that. There was something interesting. There was, there was a mystery that you got invested in. So, like, the Hannibal movies are interesting because those yeah. are interesting characters. Like, you, you're really yeah. interested in Hannibal. You're really interested in Buffalo Bill or whatever. And it's a really over-the-top premise anyway. Yes. And there's- So, there's, it's like a more extreme murder mystery than we typically get. Yeah. So, in those movies, like, the murderer is really exciting. Like, yes. the actual murder itself is like, how did that happen? This movie, that this murder was very, like, eh. Few people died. The murderers are really interesting in you know better movies. This murderer was Jared Leto, maybe. You know what I mean? And maybe we don't know that. We we don't know. And also, I've seen this twist happen before, where we're kind of left, you know, yes. blue balled at the end of the movie. I've seen it done better. You know, so can you think of any examples off the top of your head? Uh, there was a famous Japanese movie that did it. I can't remember the name of it, and and it ends up where you never know what whether they never catch the killer in the end. Mm, rings a bell, but I I too can't think of the name. Yeah, so I guess for me, where this movie fell short, it was it was just boring. 
I don't want to say I, I want my hand held through the movie, but I'd like details that are important actually given yes. you know, a focus because so much happens and you don't know what's important and what's not because everything is boring and everything is dull and then you miss things and you're just like, well, why the hell did that happen? Like, it'd be yeah. good if we saw Deke go and see each, you know, suspect before yeah. he got to Leto. just happens- he- Well, he only investigated two other people. Yeah. Well- why didn't we see that? We saw everything we should, else. We should have seen Why it. didn't we see that? So, at least now we know why he's at Leto's door. It's just like you kind of watch this movie. You Nothing is important. Nothing is interesting. So, you kind of you kind of like zone out. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts happening. You're like, how did this happen? How did this happen? Why is he doing this? Because it's yeah. so uninteresting. It doesn't hold your attention for me. That, you know, and then you're more lost. It was like, um, it was like sitting in a calculus- uh, lesson really it, yeah. it reminded me of being in school and the teachers telling me something that I'm not interested in and I'm just zoning out and and the fact that I don't know what's going on further makes me disengage sure I think that's a really good explanation and so for that reason and also probably for the reason that you were expecting an entirely different movie just judging from your plot that probably also hurt your impressions and I expected more from these actors because yes. even though I, we can bash Leto on this show he is good he does good he's performances he's an academy award winning actor and Denzel and um, I mean we've never covered a good performance of his on this yeah, show that, but still he's capable of it yeah and what, what's, what's Denzel it? Washington yes uh, very disappointing Mr. Robot what's his name Oh, Rami Malek. Yeah, Rami Malek. Great actor, like. And these actors were all good. All of them were bad in this movie. Yes. All of them were bad. Specifically Rami Malek, I just want to say. They phoned it in. Denzel was phoning it in hard. He, yes. He just wasn't even trying. It's like, well, if you're not trying, why should I even bother watching this piece of this shit? This has been, the, like, this movie had the worst uh, Rami Malek performance I've ever seen. Ever. Mm-hmm. And he was Chi-Chi the Gorilla in Doolittle. <laughs> I know, he, I even, know. He brought more to that performance than he did, and he wasn't even really in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, he was... All of his dialogue. Care. Paycheck. And, and Denzel Washington was so unlikable. So unlikable. And he's supposed to be the character that we cling on to and want to be the good guy. And Jared Leto's performance... I don't know what you thought about Jared Leto's performance, but I thought it was too much for this movie. It sucked. It sucked, yeah. It was a bad performance. Well, it's it's him being Jared Leto. Like, he's done this thing before. That's it's right. It's not unique. No. And I think he's... Uh, this is slightly going to go into my own opinions of the movie. I think he's playing it too creepy for what the, the character on the page, the character in the script is calling for. So, I think he's making it too obvious that there's something up with this guy. I think it would be a better movie... This is just me spitballing here. If he was more of a normal guy, if he could even be somewhat of a relatable guy... But they're so convinced that it's him that he gets like he starts cracking the shits and he's like, oh, you, you guys, I, I haven't killed anybody. But you, if you guys are so convinced, just try and prove it. Just try and prove it. I know I'm not the killer, but just try and prove that I am. You guys keep harassing me. You have no reason to harass me. And that's sort of what pushes him to be like, yeah, you guys are stupid. I'm going to taunt you guys because I know that I'm innocent. If, if it was played that way, I mean, he could be the killer and be covering it up really well. But if it was played less creepy and more normal, I think it could have been a more compelling movie because- we might have the question at the end of the day, did he kill the people? Did he not kill the people? I don't know. He seems like a somewhat reasonable guy. Doesn't seem like the type to kill people. But if they're saying he did it, maybe he did it. Because that question's not there, because I think there's almost no doubt that Jared Leto is a serial killer, if not a huge creep, I think that really hurts the movie. Yeah. So, I really sat there afterwards because, like, unlike you, I didn't say that this was the worst movie of 2021. I, I thought said Tom and Jerry was Tom worse, and Jerry but at least people worse. tried. Not everybody, but at least people tried in that one. I still think Tom and Jerry is a much worse movie than this one because there is some level of competence in this movie. You know, it's a eh, nice it's eh. a nice looking movie. True. The script it, it, doesn't sound like it was written by a five-year-old, <laughs> even though it was still bad. You know, it was still a you know, competently written script. 
serviceable, I'll even go as far as saying. Now, there was a line that Deke said in the movie that really resonated with me. He said something along the lines, I don't have it perfectly, I just sort of wrote it down from memory. He said, do you ever worry that you're wasting your time, all this sitting, watching, <laughs> waiting for something to happen? They're talking about that during a stakeout. Yeah. I'm like, that is so true. I think it might have been Jimmy who said, uh, who cares? And I was like, that's so true of me watching this movie right now for the second time. I saw it in cinemas two years ago, saw it again last Thursday. And yeah, here we are talking about it. And I was like, what is bad about this movie? Because I absolutely think it's a bad movie. Both times I watched it, I thought it was bad, but it's a genre of movie that I like. It's a genre of film that I've seen before. And, you know, it can't just be my sensibilities. It can't just be like, oh, too many Marvel movies have ruined my patience. I can't sit down and watch a serious drama anymore. No, you like long movies. You you don't mind like a, a slow pace. So, two weeks ago, I watched a movie called Solaris for the first time, which is a 70s Russian subtitled film that goes for three hours and it just talks about philosophy the whole time. And I thought that was fascinating and an amazing movie. So, it's obviously not, you know, my attention span that's, you know, being tested here. The, the script is too cliche and it's the pacing is really bad and it spends its time focusing on stuff that we really don't care about. It never asks us to sympathise with any of the characters, so we're not on their side ever. And so, it's just a really alienating experience where we're just watching what's going on. Nothing is really done that we haven't seen in an episode of CSI, so, you know... Or better movies. Or better movies. So, a movie with the exact same plot, basically, of this movie was Zodiac, if you think about it. In the end of Zodiac, we're given all these ideas of who the killer might be, but we never definitively find out who the killer is. And that's way more satisfying than this movie. So, it's something we've seen before countless times, as you said. Maybe it would have been fresh back in 1993, like we suggested at the start of the episode. Maybe it would have been a better movie if, you know, the more likable Clint Eastwood was playing him back in 1993. Who knows? We're never going to see that version of this this movie. And the fact that nothing ever pays off for any plotline in the movie, we, we learn nothing, we receive nothing, we're given no answers at the end of the movie, doesn't come across as a great mystery. It comes across as unsatisfying, if I'm being perfectly honest. One of my notes here is just Jared Leto walks around like he shit his pants, but we've already covered that. Yeah. He did a lot of interesting character stuff in this one that really, like, I only noticed the second time because it was like so what? dull. Uh, the way he walked, like, yeah. he had, like, some kind of limp or something. I was like, oh, A limp in both legs. <laughs> he had, like, a, a little, little yeah. beer belly, as we discussed. Yeah. yeah. And he bought hamburgers for hookers for some reason. Yeah, why? I don't know why. Never go into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite, quite. The, the biggest crime, I think you said it before, the biggest crime in this movie is that it was dull. It was boring. That's right. Now, for this episode as well, I mentioned this earlier, I did actually read the original script before recording this episode. And I think it's better on the page than it is in the movie because in the script as well, there's more dialogue explaining what's going on. And for some reason, they decide to pair a lot of that back. Maybe it was for time purposes. Maybe they just wanted to make it more- Time purposes? This movie was too long. I know, but I'm saying maybe they cut out that additional dialogue to make the, the pace quicker, but right. that's obviously not what they focus on. I think they wanted to make it more brooding and sort of cold, so they took out a lot of like the character-building dialogue. They took out a lot of the explanations so we know what's going on less. So everything that you complained about feels like it was very much done on purpose. And this is the person who wrote the script. John Lee Hancock wrote the script, and he's directed the movie. So these are creative decisions that he's making himself, and they're all the wrong decisions. Right, so he, he decided that he didn't want to have... Any fun in his movie, any no. intrigue. I think uh, when he wrote it originally, it was supposed to be like a somewhat quirky but dark uh, cop drama. Like I said, with Clint Eastwood in the starring role and some, you know, probably right. Bruce Willis as the Rami Malek character, I'm sure Jimmy pe- Baxter. I'm sure, you know, people who like this movie, all two of you, yeah. <laughs> probably, are, probably are angry. I think I think we get it that the whole idea- I don't think our audience cares about this movie, right, to be but, honest. But I think, you know, the, I think you and I both get what they're trying to do 
with this movie. It's not about the killer. It's not about the murder. It's about the fact what people will do just to sort of close off their own guilt. And you know, right. Deke sending um, Jimmy the barrette, barrette with the hair clip was what the whole movie was about, right? It was about yeah. like you know what we tell ourselves to you know be human so the whole reason that deke sends jimmy the barrette from my understanding of watching the movie is that he understands what jimmy's going through jimmy is obsessing over this missing girl and he wants to sort of bring closure to the family so if just in his mind alone if jimmy believes that you know they did the right thing they killed the killer we brought justice to this girl who we'll never find uh so Deke buys like a red barrette and sends it to Jimmy just to give him that closure that Deke will never have. Mm. I mean, that's interesting in concept with the way it's presented in the movie. It's more so yeah. <laughs> done like a what? Huh? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that, that's that's the whole point of the movie. So I don't think it was executed well. No, it wasn't. That's the whole problem with this movie. It's just poor execution. Yeah. So it's a good concept, but didn't wasn't executed particularly well. And if it did, no. you could get away with all the dullness and the boringness all through the movie. But Yeah, absolutely. It just sucked from absolutely. beginning to end. So, what did you, the dear listener, think of The Little Things? Did you actually see the movie? Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sure this conversation hasn't encouraged you to. In fact, I would actively tell people not to watch this yeah, movie. I would agree. Don't watch this movie. I don't usually say that often, but do not watch this movie. Yes. So, if you so have no seen one's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> I know. I can guarantee you this is just going to be- We can say whatever we want. Yeah. Like, we can say some like really controversial stuff and it won't ever this be- This episode listened. is just going to be cold and covered with cobwebs <laughs> in our archives. Just like The Little Things. Exactly. It's the exact episode that this movie deserves. So- If you have seen The Little Things and you do want to vent and share some of your frustrations with the movie, or maybe you liked it, you can let us know at several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's right. Tell us what drug makes this movie bearable. Is it acid? Is it weed? Uh, Do you have to do cocaine to get through it? I saw it sober both times. Unlucky. Maybe I should have had... Actually, I may have had a few drinks the first time. Didn't help, though. Didn't help was one of those cinemas where you could get beers from the lobby. Oh, I love those. And, you know, you take a break halfway through to wander so out. Even, like, when you go to those cinemas, it's always a good viewing experience just because you're in that environment. Yeah. So, even in that environment, you still hated this movie? Still hated it. Wow. <laughs> it was me, the person I brought with me, and, like, two other people way down the front. <laughs> and none of us appreciated the movie. So, enough about talking about the little things. We don't ever have to think about it again. Oh, by the way, did you notice that Royale from L.A. Noir, the video game, appeared right at the end of the movie as the FBI agent who came and took over the serial killer case? No, I didn't notice that. I was so excited. That was the one thing that made me perk up. I'm like, is that Royale from L.A. Noir? <laughs> the one thing. Anyway, we're done talking about the little things. Let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Of course, we're going back to uh, predicting movies and we're returning to the Marvel world, Matty D. Oh, wow. Something, really? Yeah, oh, my God. Something you can get excited about. So, I know already that Matty D and I have watched the trailer for this in the cinemas. I know Matty D is actually keen to see the movie, so he may actually be keen to do the plot prediction. Maybe he'll have more fun with this movie than he did with the little things. Who knows? I know I'm not keen for it. We'll talk about it next week because next week we're predicting the plot of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Hey, it looked cool. Looked cool when we saw it. In your opinion. In my opinion, I guess. I am dreading it. <laughs> We're going to have an interesting I am conversation. I'm absolutely dreading it, to be honest, <laughs> given the last string of Marvel movies I've watched. But yeah, like I said, we can discuss Do that. Do we have all to watch week. the other Ant Man movies? We can talk about that off air. Uh, okay. Because I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> I've never seen one. I've never seen an Ant Man movie. Spoilers for next week. Have you? Right. I-, I saw the first one, and I. Yeah, no, I saw the first one. Yeah, and what did you think of it? We'll talk about it next week. Uh, wow, and he's actually I didn't excited. think it was good. He's excited to see a sequel. I, I, okay. I, I think overrated is a, is a description I would use. Let's talk about this all next week. So until we return next week for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, take care of the little things.
the devil's in detail. I mean, they're, 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 you, you know, they're, like an actor, he's an investigator, and uh, and he's methodical and uh, and patient. You know, I mean, when we meet him, he's a sheriff. You know, fixing signs at restaurants. Or, you know, doing small kind of stuff, kind of, as you say, hiding. You know, from his past, and, and uh, I think a bit bored with, with with where he's at in life, and you know, without giving it giving it all away, his, his life was ruined. Uh, you know, home, family, health, all those things, and and just watching their behavior. And again, I mean, actors or this actor.